Welcome to Insights with Sights, the symphony of scripture, a weekly podcast exploring the themes and contours of the weekly scripture readings. For more information about the podcast or to download the companion notes, please visit www.wickliffcollege.ca/podcast. We now join our host, the Reverend Dr. Christopher Seitz. We have arrived now at the end of our lectionary year. Every symphony has its crescendo and finale, and the Sunday of Christ the King is that for the lectionary year. All our readings for this Sunday look toward the end of things brought to completion by Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. David's final words, Daniel's final vision, the book of Revelations, New Testament version of that, much of it a recycling of Old Testament apocalyptic visions and figures. And we leave the Gospel of Mark, our year B gospel, for the Gospel of John and Jesus' own final words to Pilate. We begin with the last words of David. David, a man like other men, and a king like those who would follow him in the steps of God's anointed, but also like a king inside a special providential place, which in time will be occupied by the king of kings. And so David is given to see this when, like Moses looking across into the promised land, he comes to the end of his days. The Holy Spirit is gifting him quite concretely, a feature Luther paid close attention to in his lectures on the Psalms of David, where David is given, as he saw it, to see the beloved exchanges between God the Son and God the Father. He said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you, or the Lord said to my Lord. The line he paid attention to from this final chapter of Second Samuel is verse 3. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His word is upon my tongue. And so David speaks of things pertaining to the house of God's making in him. Is not my house like this with God, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, for he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. The psalm in track one allows another to reflect on this David, one of the few psalms where David is mentioned as the subject of the psalmist's discourse and not his own. Lord, remember David and all he endured. David is himself, but he also betokens all of God's promises through time in him and leading to the king of kings. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed. 
He continues, The Lord swore an oath to David, in truth he will not break it. Even in the face of seeming abandonment in David's day, so Psalm 89, nor in the day of God's Son, the King of Kings, the Christ. Son, the fruit of your body will I set upon your throne. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed, my Mashiach, Messiah, Christ, King of Kings. Daniel's vision, as recorded in chapter 7, uses the language of son of man for the kingship of his conception. The Ancient of Days is on this account, the Lord God Almighty seated at court with attendants without number, a royal scene of final judgment at which time the books recording all deeds done are opened. The Son of Man then appears. He enters the celestial courtroom. He is presented to the Lord God, and from the Lord God's hand he receives a kingdom that has no end. In this dramatic depiction, we have the Old Testament equivalent of the creeds of one substance with the Father, the identity of God and the identity of the Son of Man is both different but profoundly shared. To sit at the right hand in the language of the Old Testament is to share the same identity, self-same identity of God Almighty. And here in Daniel we see a kingship that is never destroyed for just this reason. The apparel the Lord puts on, as the psalmist depicts it, is indeed, in the fullness of time, the flesh of the Son of Man. In so doing, we see an enthronement that in fact has its origins from everlasting, indeed from before the world's beginning. Eschatology, end times, and eternal generation, two sides of the same divine identity and purpose before and through all time. And so Revelation speaks of the one who is and who was and who is to come, the I am of Exodus, who will be good on my promises through time, the Lord solemnly revealed to Moses. The grace and peace that come from God the Lord come in the same manner from Jesus Christ, who is the firstborn of the dead and the ruler, as such, of all the kings of the earth. Now the author turns his attention to this same Jesus as he comes a final time, not from the empty tomb, but from the eternal throne. Using the language of Daniel, he comes as Revelation depicts it, on the clouds. And now we see the nail wounds born for us and permanently identifying the eternal Son of Man. All now see him, all, every eye he has made from the creation of Adam through all time. All will stand before the cross and wail as they bear witness at last to the love shown forth there and from the very heart of God through all time. Crucified before 
the foundations even of the world. The Gospel reading for Christ the King Sunday comes from the Passion account of John's Gospel. Jesus has been arrested and condemned, you will recall, by the Jewish officials. Yet because they seek to put him to death, they must bring him to the Roman civil authorities, from the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, to the praetorium, the headquarters of the Roman governor, Pilate. And in John's Gospel, this begins a 35-verse string of episodes involving Pilate, the Jewish officials, and Jesus. This is the main scene in which Jesus and Pilate are alone with each other. Since the Jewish officials cannot enter the praetorium due to the laws regarding defilement, these they respect, but they need another law to have Jesus killed. In a way, the word king is a motif word running across all the scenes to follow. Pilate asks the first question he poses to Jesus if he is a king, somewhat out of the blue. Jesus responds that indeed he has a kingdom, but it is different from the kingdoms of this world. Pilate again asks if he is a king. Jesus does not answer yes or no simply, but turns the question back on him. His is a kingdom of truth, and those who belong to this kingdom hear his voice. Pilate's question, what is truth, then tells us he is not of this kingdom. Then as we read on, it is Pilate who insists on calling Jesus a king, indeed, the king of the Jews. He has Jesus invested as a king in mockery. The soldiers address him as king. In one final scene of desperation, we learn the most powerful man on the scene is now very much afraid. He has been told this king is the son of God. Now it is their turn to call Jesus king in an effort to corner Pilate. Pilate brings Jesus out one last time, and now the word king is in the air without footnote. Behold your king, shall I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. What I have written, I have written. And the rest is, as they say, history. Under the king of history, to whom God Almighty has given all times and all dominions, the king crucified under Pontius Pilate, as our creed compactly says, in accordance with the scriptures, with Daniel, with Samuel, with Isaiah, with the Psalms we read for today and all the scriptures from beginning to end. And on the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. And because of that inaugurated kingdom of truth, he will come again in glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end.
as our lectionary year comes now to its end, we'll let the scriptures have their last according word. For he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. The Lord has sworn an oath to David. In truth, he will not break it. A son, the fruit of your body, I will set upon your throne. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His kingdom is an everlasting dominion that shall never pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. Ever since the world began, your throne has been established. You are from everlasting. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We hope you enjoyed Insights with Sights, the symphony of Scripture. For archived episodes and notes, please visit www.wickliffcollege.ca slash podcast. Thank you, and we hope you tune in again. This podcast is a ministry of Wycliffe College at the University of Toronto.